Come on, let's get the gold. Get aboard. Come on. Get on. Boom, my hand. He drove me. Oh, the old cuss. He's got more lies than a cat. He's barricaded behind the stage, Blackie. We haven't got a chance. Yeah, that dog got him. He ain't keeping the gold from us this time. Don't wing me. Come on, let's clear out of here. Get, get aboard. The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of The Lone Ranger. Two men sat tensely on their horses, concealed by the sage rice which fringed the mountain trail. Between their low-pulled hat brims and the handkerchief which disguised their faces, their eyes glittered with anticipation as they watched a stagecoach racing toward them along the winding path. Then they slid their six guns from their holsters and primed them for sudden death. Won't be long now, Blackie. Let the way Pop Collier's driving them horses. I think the old coot would have more sense than to run a six in hand through the mountains at that speed. He'll have to break his neck. Yeah, I wish he would. Then it'll be a cinch to take the gold. But that hombre's traveled this trail too long. You know, every bend, rock, and hump in it. Not this trip, Blackie. <laughs> You're right, Colt. This time he's due for a surprise. If them boulders we blasted on the trail don't stop him, why nothing will. They'll stop him. That ornery old maverick's given us a slip once too often. With the road blocked, you can't get away. I don't know. There's still some space between the edge of the trail and that tree. Eh, don't be a fool. That gap's too small for the stage. If he tries to squeeze through that, he'll crash for sure. Well, we'll soon know. Here he comes. Come on. We'll cut in on him from behind. Get up here. Get up, boy. Get up. Hey, Colt. The stage ain't stopping. It's heading for that gap. The old fool, he'll never make it. Rain up. He's going to crash. Oh, oh, there. Some sights in my time, Blackie, but never one to beat that. Yeah. Ooh, the old man sure had plenty of nerve. Suppose he's still alive? If he is. He must be made of iron. Come on, let's get the gold. Get aboard. Come on. Get on. Get on. Get on. 
hand. He drilled me. Oh, the old cussie has got more lives than a cat. He's barricaded behind the stage, Blackie. We haven't got a chance. Yeah, that dog got him. He ain't keeping the gold from us this time. Don't wing me. Come on, let's clear out of here. Get, Get up. Boy. Come on. Get up. Ben Mallory, district superintendent of the Overland Express stage line, sat behind his office desk and shrewdly surveyed the two youths who stood before him. They were Paul and Tad Collier, the veteran driver's sons. So you think he can handle a six in hand, huh? Yes, sir. We know he can. Hmm, kind of young, ain't you? Takes plenty of muscle and a cool head to handle an Overland stage. Them horses have a mind of their own, you know. There's no telling who'll be waiting on the trail to waylay I can handle the horses, Mr. Mallory. Pa taught me how to drive. No highwayman better step in front of the stage I am guarding. Because Pa taught me how to shoot. Your Pa was one of the best stage drivers the Overland ever had. He was the best dad a man ever had, too. Pop Collier could be alive today if he wanted to. All he had to do when he saw the road was blocked was to stop and surrender the gold. Pa always said he'd die sooner than surrender to outlaws any freight he was toting. Your Pa was a man of his word, son. It was a crash that killed him when he tried to escape them by risking a run between the boulders and a tree. When we got to him, he was still alive. Sitting guard over a case of gold with a six-gun in his hand. He went down fighting, didn't he, Mr. Mallory? He sure did, son. Told me he nicked one of the crooks in the hand and heard the other one call Blackie. Well, someday we'll catch up with them coyotes. And when we do... That's one reason why Paul and me want to share the driver's seat of one of your stagecoaches, Mr. Mallory. Maybe we'll meet up with Pa's killers. Mm-hmm. I see. You can depend on us, and Pa always hope we carry on where he left off. How does your ma feel about it? Well, she's all for it. She she was mighty proud of Pa. I don't wonder. Handling an overland stage is a big responsibility, kids. You carry a lot of valuable cargo. Sometimes gold, sometimes silver. And along the worst stretch of wilderness that ever invited highwaymen. We'll be ready for them. In wet weather, the trail is slippery in most places and downright dangerous in some. And the streams you have to ford are flooded. We know the risks. And whatever happens, you can't stop. You keep going. Day and night, rain or heat, outlaws or Indians. The stage must get through. Our stage will get through. You better will. Just give us the chance. It's heartbreaking, backbreaking work, lads. But there's one feeling you'll never forget. That's when you make your first run and know the lonesomeness and the troubles of the trail. And then watch them six struggling, straining horses pull into Sutter's Mill where you'll turn over your reins to the next man. Ah, you feel you've done something. And by heaven, you will have. Well, then you will give Ted and me a chance? You'll get the chance, lads. Report to me Monday. We'll be here, won't we, Paul? You won't be sorry, Mr. Mallory. We're going to be the best driver and guard the Overland ever had in these parts. If you're half as good as your pa, you'll be plenty good enough for me. That's the way to handle them, Paul. Can you control them horses clear into town? I'm sure I can. Well, you show me, Tad. All right. Wait a minute now. There, see that rattler over there? Yeah. 
Well, doggone if you didn't drill him cleaner than whistle. A few days after Paul and Tad Collier began a regular run with the Overland stage as full-fledged driver and guard, a boy astride an all-white coat sought shelter from a hard-driving rain. He was Dan Reed, nephew of the Lone Ranger. Yeah, there's the light in those woods up ahead, Victor. Must be coming from a cabin. Well, maybe we'll find shelter there unless the storm blows over, huh? <laughs> kind of a funny place for anybody to live, though. Getting away in the trees like that. Unless outlaws are hiding out there. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. Come on, Victor, boy. Come on, get up there. Victor, ain't up there, boy. Oh, oh. Oh, pretty close to the cabin. Reckon I'd better investigate on foot before we... That's funny. We're standing in front of the cabin completely saddled. Yeah, quiet, boy. We don't want to be seen just yet. Well, there's a window open. Let's see what sort they are. One of them kids is a dead shot. You ain't heard my plan. I'm listening. Paul and Tad Collier will be making the run from Sutter's Mill to Rocky Point this afternoon. With a cargo consistent wholly of gold. Colt, we can't tackle that stage. Why not? Because a full cargo of gold is too heavy for us. We need more men to carry it off. And I'm not trusting more than just the two of us. That's where my plan comes in, Blackie. What do you mean? I figure to make the kids freight that gold where we want it to go. <laughs> Just for the asking, huh? Or do you figure it out got him? Neither. I figured out smart him. How? Kid's ma lives in Rocky Point. They're mighty fond of the old lady. I reckon they'd do most anything to prevent anything from happening to her. You mean kidnap the old lady? Why not? And we can make the kids drive us and the gold wherever we want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you got something after all. It's as tight as a drum, I tell you. We'll make a fortune out of that hall. Hey, wait a minute. What happens after? When the kids from all return to town? They'll set the law on us. Who said anything about their returning to town? Yeah. <laughs> That's the ticket. We've already got a noose waiting for us for Pop Collier's death. So why not take care of the whole family? They can't hang us more than once. And they'll have to catch us first, Blackie. I'll bend in here. Oh, oh I've got to move out of here fast. Steady, boy. Come on, Victor. We've got to get to the Lone Ranger. Come on, boy. Get Sometime later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, camped in an arroyo a few miles from Sutter's Mill, listened to the staccato beat of approaching hoops. Someone's in a mighty big hurry, Tonto. Uh, maybe him have trouble. Need help? Perhaps. Whatever it is, it must be important, or he wouldn't race his horse in this slippery mud. Oh, rain, Lee, but plenty dangerous. Make mist, too. Can't see. No, I... I wonder. What do you think? Dan's been gone a long time, Kimosabe. Might be. Come on, Victor! It is Dan. Ah, maybe him find trouble. In plenty big hurry. Oh, Victor, oh boy, oh. 
What is it, Dan? What's happened? Well, nothing yet. But something will unless we get to Rocky Point before the outlaws do. What outlaws? The men who laid the boulder trap for the stage driver was killed. Up, Collier? Yeah, that's the one. I heard them talking about it in the cabin in the woods. They're going to kidnap Miss Collier. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Then they'll be able to hold up the stagecoach driven by her sons and make them surrender the gold in order to save her life. Oh, Crook's got plenty smart schemes. Saddle the horses, Toto. We'll have to ride fast to overtake the outlaws before they reach Rocky Point. Uh-huh. We ride like wind. Crook's between us and town. Then got plenty big start. Help me break camp, then. Yeah, you bet. Golly, I hope we can save Mrs. Collier. The outlaws plan to kill her later. And her sons, too. <laughs> on the edge of town. We can sneak her back to the cabin without being seen. Yeah. Nobody'd think you're looking for under the hay in that wagon we stole. Button up. Here's the door. I'll knock. Hey, wait a minute. Where's the glove you wear on that hand? Huh? Oh, guess I must have forgotten. Put it in my pocket. Someday you'll forget what's too often, Colt, and find a noose around your neck. It ain't that dangerous. No. Everybody knows Pop Collier nicked a hand of one of the men who trapped him. And if they ever get a gander at that hand of yours with two fingers yeah, missing... Nobody can tell when I wear this glove. Missing fingers are stuffed with cotton. Then why don't you wear it? I'm wearing it now, ain't I? Cut the gab. We got a job to do. Yeah. Here she comes. Yes? What can I do for you? Uh, we'd like to speak with you a minute, ma'am. Well, glory be, go ahead. We nation's stopping you. Well, you don't savvy. What we got to say is best said inside. Yeah. You see, we... We got a message for you from your sons. Paul and Ted? Why, they're in Sutter's Mill getting ready for the run to Rocky Point. Well, we know it. We left Sutter's Mill ourselves this morning so we could deliver the message before the stage arrives. Well, what is it? Land's sake, speak up. Cat got your tongue? Well, if we could just step inside. Oh, all right, all right. Come on in. Glory be. Never saw so much fuss made over a message in all my born days. Close the door, Blackie. Blackie. That's the name of one of the men who murdered my husband. You don't say. There. There were two of them, just like there are two of you. Maybe we're the same two, Ma. Then you are the killers. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> Let me go. Let no, me you go. don't. Oh. Hey, a little quieter till we're ready to silence her for keeps. Curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. Put that stage back on the trail. A masked man? You go a long way to save the life of your mother, wouldn't you, Collier? What? You know? Yes. Is Ma all right? Where is she? Uh, if you want to see her again, you better turn on this mask opera and listen to us. Maybe you don't savvy the situation, stranger. How much do you know? I know these men kidnapped your mother in the hope you'd take the gold on this stage where they wanted you to. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.